Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, we love you, we worship you, we honor you. We thank you, Lord, for your hand upon our lives. We thank you that we have the, the freedom and the liberty to be in your house tonight. We pray, Lord, for those who are in fear and those who have been in danger. We pray for comfort and peace. We pray for just help and healing that only you can bring. And we thank you that your name is above all situations and the storms of life. Lord, we ask you right now, Lord, that you just lead us and guide us into your word. Help us be able to hear and receive with understanding what you would have for us. And we'll be quick to praise you for it. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. Um, I want to tell you what's on my heart just a little bit. I want us to look at uh, how Jesus wants us to progress. Uh, And so, let's let's look at... uh, in the Gospel of Luke, let, let's let's look at some a series of, of verses of Scripture. I think that will bless us. In Luke chapter six, um, let's uh, start reading in verse number twelve. In Luke chapter six, uh, verse number twelve, we'll see here where Jesus is moving uh, his disciples forward, and then he teaches them by example, and so. You and I tonight, we're in the same place. He's looking for us to move forward in His will and His way. And He wants to, by the Spirit, uh, to show us where we're at and show us what we can do. Because He told us, He said, the works that I do, greater works shall you do. And so, you and I need to know that we can look into the Word of God by the Holy Spirit and we can see what Jesus did and then we can uh, walk in that. And so, let's look at this. Uh, Luke chapter 6, verse number 12. And it came to pass in those days that he, Jesus, went out into a mountain to pray, and he continued all night in prayer to God. And when it was day, he called unto him his disciples, and of them he chose twelve, whom also he named apostles. Simon, whom he also named Peter, and Andrew his brother, James and John, Philip and Bartholomew, Matthew and Thomas, James the son of Alphaeus, and Simon called the Zealotus, and Judas the brother of James, and Judas Iscariot, which was also the traitor. Father, right now in Jesus' name, once again, we come boldly to the throne of grace. We ask for inspiration. We ask for unction by the Spirit of God. We ask, Lord, that you'll show us where we're at and show us the next step in each one of our individual ministries. Show us our step as a ministry, as a church, as a whole, where you're calling us forward uh, into the, the deeper things that you'd have for us. We ask these things in Jesus' name, and we all say, Amen. Amen. All right, uh, I, I want you to imagine yourself here in this situation because you've been, everyone here has been saved for a long time. And we're walking with Jesus. And all of a sudden, as we walk with the Lord, all of a sudden we, we see Him get alone with God the Father. And as He's alone with God the Father, revelation starts coming to Jesus. And, and so that's the way it is with you and I. As we walk with the Lord and we get alone with, with, with the Lord, uh, revelation starts coming to us. And He starts showing us some things about ourselves. Now, let's, let's look at this from a natural standpoint. Can you imagine Jesus had, had seen all the, the words and the actions of Peter? You know, and, and we've we got to understand that the Bible says that Jesus was, he was fully God, but yet he was fully flesh. 
So can you imagine him, him, God's talking to him and he says, listen, I want you to call Peter out of discipleship and into apostleship. And I want you to bring revelation to him that I'm going to use him to bring forth the church. I'm going to use him on the day of Pentecost. Now, we always look at this from the God side of that rather than the humanity side. So let's look at it from the humanity side. Can you imagine if, if, if the Spirit of God come to you and said, listen, I want you to go tell brother so-and-so or sister so-and-so that I'm going to elevate them to this ministry. Come on, from our humanity side, you, you know, we look at people's flaws. We, we look at, at, at uh, their tendencies. We look at, the, at the, the ways they've made mistakes in the past. And, and so Jesus was fully flesh, but yet he's fully God. And so can you imagine this conversation? It said he continued all night in prayer. So let's just think about it. Let's just say that there was 12 hours. We don't know what time of year, or I don't. You may, what time of year this was. But let's say there was 12 hours a night. So he spent an hour with the Father for each disciple to bring them out of being a disciple into an apostle. Now, can you imagine? That means that this wasn't Jesus just didn't sit down there and God immediately downloaded into him the, the truth. See, a lot of times we want to sit down with God and say, okay, God, you got five minutes. Tell me what I need to know today where I can go ahead and do what I need to do. It don't work that way. Now, sometimes... God understands our schedule and He understands situations. But other times when things are really important, uh, we've got to fight through some things. The devil will talk to you. He'll bring interruption. He'll bring distraction. He'll do all of these things. And so Jesus continued. That means He, he was in that place. Notice what it says there in verse 12. And it came to pass in those days that He, Jesus, went out into a mountain to pray. He had this special place. And he continued all night in prayer to God. So uh, as he's there, he's, he's getting this information. God is no doubt showing Jesus the entire ministry of what each one of these 12 would do. Because now Jesus, as he gets a revelation of, of he knows them in the, in the flesh, as he gets this revelation in the spirit of what God has planned for them, then Jesus has got to individually shape them and mold them. That's what the Holy Ghost does to us. Every day, the Spirit of God is touching you. He's talking to you. He's shaping you. He's molding you into your destiny. You are more than just a saved person. Thank God for salvation. But you're saved for a purpose. You're saved for a destiny. And the only way we can do that is we've got to say, God, I want to move forward. I thank God I'm a disciple. In other words, a disciple is simply a pupil of Jesus someone who has become disciplined into the, the, their maturity of growth uh, to where they're at. But God is, is wanting us to, to move on up. He's wanting us to step into new things and, and, and new realities and new understandings. Now notice what it says, and when it was day. See, you and I, we're going to have to get along with the Lord. We're going to have to spend some time where, where things aren't clear. Come on, the, the, the nighttime, you can't see uh, in the natural as well as you would like to. you And so we, we've got to be in that place and position to realize that there may be some questions in our life. There may be some things we're looking for, some answers. But if you'll hang on with God the Father, day's coming. Come on, say the morning's coming in Jesus' name. It's coming. And when the morning comes, there's a revelation. There's an assurance that you've heard from God, that the Holy Ghost has spoke to you, that has revealed things to you. And, and so... 
uh, it says that he chose 12. Now, we know from Scripture that at this time that Jesus had uh, at, at least 500 disciples that were walking with him continually. We know that he had a lot more that were on the, uh, the outside. Uh, but here we're talking about uh, a core group. He had a, because the apostle, uh, Paul to, in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, he lets us know that there were 500 that saw Jesus go to the grave, go to the cross, go to the grave, go to the tomb, and all of that. And they were supposed to be there on the day of Pentecost. Remember, but we only had 120 on the day of So somewhere along the way, those 380 fell away. But what the, my point is that there was a lot of people that Jesus had to choose from. And, and so uh, God, he, he's looking, he's searching his, his church, and he's looking for that person who has their hand up, has their heart open has a willingness in their spirit. And so uh, God the Father brings this revelation to Jesus and, and he, Jesus, he chooses these to, to he, he says, I want you to go to this next step. And so that's where we're at right now as, as a congregation. You and I, we're doing some things by faith and, and, and God is saying, it's time to, to elevate. It's time to step up. It's time to trust me more and more. I mean, come on, the, this last truck, you know, our part of it, we, of course, we thirded it. Uh, our part of it was over $13,000. Come on, a little church. We've got 20 people, 25 people, whatever, if, if everybody shows up, and, and God gives us $13,000 worth of stuff. Come on, that, that's amazing. God, and so uh, what I'm saying is if you and I, I heard the Holy Spirit very clearly, if I'll get out of the way and let the floodgates flow, uh, he, he, he'll get through us what we need to reach this community. Because how are we going to reach this community? The way Jesus did. Jesus met their physical needs and it opened up an opportunity to touch them in the spirit. Come on, that's what's going to happen. We're getting more and more people that are coming to this blessing box. You, you can't keep it full. So what, every time that you fill it up, every time that I fill it up, we, we pray for the anointing of God uh, to be on that, that food, that, those supplies. We pray that when they turn off on this, uh, this driveway or this, this, this road, Utley Road, that they feel the anointing. We, and we believe God that is going to touch them. Amen. And so we're, we're ready. We're ready for this, uh, this next level. And so as Jesus is calling them to the next level, then he starts to teach them by example. And so here's what I want you to believe God for. This is what I'm believing God for. That in the spirit, when we have our prayer time with the Lord, when we have our, our meditation, our study time in this Word, He's going to start bringing out certain scriptures, certain things that Jesus did, and He's going to whisper in your ear and say, it's time for you to let me do that through you. Amen? It's time for us to, to, to step out and trust Him. So let's see what happens here. We've made it down to verse 17. So let's go back to verse 17, and let's, let's see how Jesus teaches. He's called him out to this next level. And it says, verse 17, And he, Jesus, came down with them. Now notice, the Bible says that he went up into a mountain to pray, and he continued all night. But somewhere along the way, he called them up to that place where he was at. Isn't that something? So Jesus said, let me show you this secret place I've got with God the Father. Let me show you this place where I sit down with him and I get information. I get a download from heaven. I get his will. I get his understanding. I get his anointing, his power in my life. And he called them unto him and they were with him in that place. 
That's where you're at right now. You're in the body of Christ. You're in the place of power. You're in the place of privilege. You're in the place of promise. Amen? That's where you're at. And so we need to see that after we get along with the Lord and we get in that place that He has for us, it's time to come down where everybody else is. Come on, we, we got to, Jesus is calling us into uh, this world, this lost and dying world. I've kicked against the pricks, I've fought it, I've done everything I can because I didn't want to do it. I'm just going to have to be a part of it. I'm going to have to do what He wants me to do. You're going to have to do what He wants you to do. That way we can have peace and we can have success. Amen. Our ways can prosper in the Lord. And, and so Jesus said, now it's time for us to get out of this wonderful quiet place. Can you imagine the stillness of the Lord? How peaceful that was. I mean, they're there where Jesus is communing with the Father. The anointing is uh, bringing revelation. It's destroying yokes and bondages and all of those things. It's bringing the will of the Father from heaven into earth. How wonderful that was. They're, they're getting the unction that God is calling them to that next level. Come on. They're, they're, they're feeling the freedom of that call and all of those things. And all of a sudden, Jesus said, it's time to go. We've got to go down where everybody else is. Now, let's see what they run into. And he came down with them, and he stood in the plain. Now, uh, in Matthew, on the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus sits down and he just teaches the disciples. So this, you know, there'll be some commentaries that'll tell you this is the same situation. Obviously, it's not. Because Jesus is in a different place. He's not sitting, he's standing. And he's not just with his disciples, he's with a whole group of people. Look what the word says. And he came down with them and he stood in the plain, a level spot for the feet is what it says in the Greek, and the company of his disciples. So we, we, we've got a whole company. Now this word company is a Greek word that means a throng. In other words, it is a multitude of people. Now can you imagine... Uh, when, when we're out here giving away food and people start driving up and, and, and people, you got people talking to you and you got other people waiting, you got all this commotion and this, this little bit of action that we got out here. Can you imagine they went from this quiet, peaceful time with God and with, uh, with Jesus and now they're in the midst of a whole throng of people. Now, everywhere there's people, whether we want to admit it or not, there's demons. We've got, you bring your angels with you, I bring my angels with you, with me. But also at the same time, the devil's got his people that's assigned to us. So can you imagine, you've got all the people that's in the flesh, but then you've got all this spiritual activity. I mean, now this is a change. This is a shock to them coming from that place that they never experienced before back to reality. Now notice what happens. He stood in the plain in the company of his disciples. Notice the three groups of people. And a great multitude of people out of Judea and Jerusalem. So he's with his disciples, but he's also with a group of people that are out of Judea. They're, Judea means praise. They're out of praise. And, and, and uh, Jerusalem means founded on peace. They're out of peace. So you, so you see his disciples. Then you see a group of people who know about God uh, from the Old Covenant, the Old Testament type situations. But then we keep going. And it says also from the sea coast of Tyre and Sidon. So, so we've got his disciples. We've got those who understand the Old Covenant with God. And then we've got a group of people who are completely lost, degenerate, who don't know anything because Tyre means uh, false rock. So in other words, they're serving the little G of this world, the little God of this world. They're, they're in a falsehood. A falsehood. They're in the, in the Antichrist system, if you would, of what we would call it uh, in the dispensation of grace. 
and, and they're, they're, they're there, and, and they need to come out of that. So Jesus has, a, has the ability to reach them, but Jesus knows that he's only going to be here for a short time, and so he's going to teach his disciples how to be apostles. In other words, a disciple is a pupil, but when you step into apostleship, that means you step into your call. You step into your anointing. You, you, you step into the flow and the power of the Holy Ghost in your life. Amen? That's what I'm searching for. That's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for the time when you and I, uh, we, whatever we're doing, we can lay hands on somebody. We can see them have deliverance, have victory, see them come to salvation. Whatever God would have. And it's here. The time is here. Today is the day of salvation. Amen? That's what the Apostle Paul went over and over in the book of, uh, of Hebrews. But they're out of the seacoast of Tyre, and they're out of Sidon. Sidon means fishery. It means catching fish. So in other words, Jesus is saying, I've got some people here, and we've got to have that anticipation, that, that, that hope that there's always a fish out there that the Holy Ghost wants to catch. Yes. He wants to use you to rein in, to, to, to bait them uh, in, in a positive manner, to, to lure them in, in, a, in a Holy Ghost manner into the things and the will and the plan of God. And so you can just imagine... Uh, what the disciples here is they're, is they're looking at all these groups of people and they're hearing everybody is talking amongst themselves and you've got some uh, that, that maybe that don't even want to be there and you've got some that are angry you, 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 because we were going to find it in a moment of time you've got evil spirits that's working in this crowd and all of this situation. So can you imagine, uh, there they are. I can imagine how nervous they would be. Come on, because they're saying, okay, wait a minute, Jesus just said that I'm going to move to a new level. Uh, and here I am. And now all of a sudden with this new level, this new understanding, I'm seeing people like I didn't see them before. Right. See, you and I, before, uh, before we accepted the call of God, we didn't see the needs of people spiritually. No, we might have seen the needs physically, you know, because we love people and we want to help people. But all of a sudden, as you start getting closer to Jesus and that compassion that moves Him, it starts moving us. And we start seeing needs. So all of a sudden, as they come out of that place, I'm sure that they looked around, and according to each one of their call, each one of their anointing, they saw different things. And, and, and Jesus, as he allowed uh, them to see those things by the Spirit of God, then they start going, okay, I, what's Jesus going to do in this person's life? See, and that's what we've got to start anticipating. See, when, when we talk to people, it don't, like Brother Larry always says, it don't take just a moment of time to locate them. Their speech will reveal where they're at. And so when, when, when you find that revelation, then you know the direction uh, as you follow the Spirit of God in your own life, what you can say to them, what, what, what they need in their life. Now, notice what happens. It said they came, the last part of verse 17, they came to hear Him. They came to hear Jesus and to be healed of their diseases. Now, this is what we've got to understand. You and I, we're not going to get anybody healed until we get the Word in them. They've got to hear. They hear first, and then the healing will come. Everybody, they want the healing, but they don't want to hear. Come on, let's be honest. You know, I want what Jesus can do for me, but I don't want to hear what He's got to say to me. 
well, if I'm going to let him uh, do something for me, if I'm going to have the faith to be able to receive, if I'm going to have the faith to be able to operate in what he's promised, I first got to have faith. Faith only comes by hearing the word of God. So I got to hear what he says. I got to know what his will for my life is. And so his will is that he wants to, uh, to me to hear moment by moment, situation by situation, circumstance by circumstance. And so uh, uh, here he gives us the formula. So you and I, uh, we, we need to learn how to let the Spirit of God give us little words. We don't have to quote Scripture to people. What we do, we just give them a little Scripture here and there. They don't even know that they're, they're eating the King James Bible. You know what I mean? We just give them the, the, the truth, and, and you speak the word of truth uh, that is... Uh, the revelation of the Spirit of God in your life, but you speak it in the way that Jesus would speak to him. In other words, Jesus talked to the the, uh, the little lady at the well. He talked to her different than he talked to the scribes and the Pharisees. He gave her grace. The scribes and the Pharisees, they didn't need grace because they knew the truth. You know, all these So you and I, we got to believe that we can talk to a person according to where they're at. And, and, and we can cause them to hear what they need to hear. Like... Uh, you know, the, the, there was a lady come by and uh, she wanted prayer for her, her husband who had had a heart attack and he was in the, uh, in the hospital. Well, uh, you know, I was able to give her scripture, uh, but I give it to her not out of the Bible per se, where, you know, this is what this says, this says, this says. I just tell, I, I give her a word and let her nibble on it. Because you, if somebody doesn't know the Bible, if, they doesn't, if they're not familiar with Jesus, you can give them something they can't chew. But if you give them just a little bit, they can start chewing on that. And they can say, oh, I can taste and I can see the Lord's good. Amen. And, and so I, what I'm telling you tonight, I want you to believe with me that God is pouring out a fresh anointing in our life at this point of our time in our ministry to be able to give people what they need to make them hungry to give them what they need to pull them out of the world and pull them into a relationship with Jesus. So we want to make sure that they hear first and then, and, and then they can be healed. Now look at verse 18. Uh, and they that were vexed with unclean spirits. Now let's stop right there. Uh, so there's a whole group of people here that they needed to be healed. They had to hear. But also there's another group of people here that were vexed with unclean spirits. Now, uh, that's why I said that, can you imagine all of the activity that was going on? We got activity in the physical, in the natural, but there's so much activity in the spiritual in this situation. And so there were people that were vexed. The word vexed here means they were mobbed. They, they were being mobbed left and right, front and back. They, they, they were, the word actually means to harass. I mean, they couldn't turn one way or the other without running into an evil spirit. They couldn't have a clear word, a clear mind, uh, a clear understanding in any situation. And so, and what I'm saying is, you and I got to learn how some people, we, they need physical healing. They need emotional healing. Some people, they need deliverance. And so, we've got to trust the Spirit of God to show us what is needed. Because, notice what it said there. Jump back up to verse 17. It said, which came to hear him and to be healed of their diseases. Now, that word healed is... It means to be to to be made whole by by a curative word, you know. God sent His word, Psalms one hundred seven twenty. He sent His word and healed them and delivered them from all of their destructions. So, so these people come. They had to hear, and when they heard that word, and Jesus uh, was there, they were just 
healed by the word going forth. We've got to believe that. God's word will do what we can lay hands on people until their hair is rubbed off, as Brother Hagin used to say. You know, that ain't going to do it. Some people, they've got to have that word. And that's what Jesus done here. He gave them that word. But notice what it said in verse 18. And it said, they that were vexed with unclean spirits, and they were healed. Now, this word heal, healed here means to wait upon. Uh, in other words, it's, it's where we get our word. It's the Greek word where we get our English word therapy. Therapuo. In other words, Jesus, he had to spend some time with these people. His word went out and, and, and healed these others. But here, he had to lay hands on these people. He had to spend some time with him. He had to, to, to figure out by the Spirit of God that the, the Spirit that is vexing them. And then he, as, as the Spirit of God showed him that Spirit, he could call that Spirit by name. And as he uh, menially waited, attended, the word means to be an attendant. In other words, look at that person. I, I'm giving you my attention. And I see how you, what you need in your life. And I'm going to go in that direction. And so that's what Jesus did. But he brought what they needed in their life. And I want you to know that you and I, as hungry, hungry sheep of the great shepherd, as obedient disciples that are becoming apostles that are climbing to that next level, we can do the very same thing. Amen? All right, now notice verse 19. Now imagine the number of people that we're talking about and the whole multitude... Now, can you imagine? Here Jesus is, and here's the twelve. Jesus is in the middle. There's no doubt. You can picture it in your mind's eye. And they would be uh, on either side of him. And here comes the whole crowd. Because when there's action, people get involved in action. Where they, people are drawn to it. I mean, in the negative, if you see a car accident, you've got people stopping, pulling off. Why? I don't know. I don't, uh, but people do. Uh, they, they, if there's a uh, house on fire, I, I remember when my grandpa's garage burnt. They were people out of, the, out of the whole area that were just standing there watching. And I thought, what, what are you doing here? And, and a guy, I mean, you know very well, he's over there digging through the stuff trying to find something. Uh, but anyway. Uh, I, I don't understand it. But so activity draws people. So you can imagine how all of this activity was drawing these people. And here the disciples are. All of a sudden they're in a new level of anointing and they're starting to sense some things and they're starting to see how Jesus is ministering. And, and, and that's what he's doing with us. But this whole multitude, they sought to touch him. Now th- th- that word doesn't give us uh, a deep understanding what it means. The, the, the word in the Greek, they, they just didn't want to touch Jesus. It means they wanted to attach themselves to him because there was such a flow, the light, the, the, the brilliance of the anointing was flowing out of him so strongly that they wanted to reach and they, wanted, they were being drawn to him because they were seeing healing. They were seeing uh, deliverance and victory and peace, things that they'd been looking for their whole life. And so the word means to literally grab a host and hold on, to attach yourself to... So the, the disciples, they were having to help Jesus... And, and they were in that place where they were seeing this and feeling this. Why are we talking about this? Because when the Spirit of God starts moving, uh, like He's going to move before the coming of the Lord, when we reach this latter-day harvest, that's going to happen. Because the, the, the very end of the church age is going to be just like it was in the beginning. We're, we're, we're going to see things. We're going to see signs and wonders. We're going to see miracles. Because the devil is showing himself mighty. 
Come on, He is. His deception, His darkness, His trickery, all of these things that is deceiving a whole generation. You think God's going to let them go to hell without an opportunity? No way. He's going to shine through His church. And we're, we're going to see things that is going to amaze us. And so we've got to look at this and we've got to be prepared for it. We've got to be ready because God won't do anything until you and I are ready. He won't do anything that will hurt you, that will hurt me, that will hinder us. He wants to get us prepared uh, and set us up, like Brother Corey said, for victory. Amen? All right, now notice this. And the whole multitude sought to touch him, to attach themselves to Jesus. Why? For there went virtue out of him. There was a flow. Now this word virtue is, is the Greek word dunamis. In other words, it's force. It's power. It's miracle working power. There was miracle working power. So uh, if, if, if they were in that place and position where they were able to touch Jesus, either physically or by faith, remember the little lady who crawled through the crowd that had the issue with blood? She touched the hem of his garment. Come on, and when she made contact, what happened? Virtue. She was healed. And, and, and so that's what we're seeing here. And so you, you could imagine people fighting through trying to work around one person and work under another person, crawling between a person's legs, pushing another person down, trying to get to this power. And, and so the disciples, this is a learning experience for them. They're seeing some things of what it was going to be like. I can just imagine Peter then as he saw all of this. And it got to the point later on in his ministry where Peter would walk down the street and when the, 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 the shadow of the Holy Spirit would come upon him, when that shadow would touch somebody, everybody that got in that shadow was healed. You see, all of these things take us to that new place. So we, we, we've got to walk faithfully where we're at, but as we walk faithfully where we're at, God's taken us to a next level always. Can you imagine uh, what Peter felt like knowing that, that God would use him like that? God used him to go to Cornelius' house. Come on. And, and, and all of these things. And yet, Peter had this relationship with, with the Lord. But what did Peter say about Paul? He said, oh, the things that Paul writes about. He said, I wrestle with them. I, I, I don't even understand them because I walked with Jesus. But here, Paul has come to this, this place in Revelation with him that is beyond what I saw in the natural. See, what I'm, Paul is, is uh, showing us what the church can have. Because Paul was the minister of grace. He was minister of this dispensation, this open door. And so you and I, we need to see that we can, we can move through these different levels in Jesus if we'll just do it, if we'll just trust Him. Okay, so healing virtue went out of Him. Now notice what happened. And He healed half of them. All. Oh. Oh. Every one of them. Now, so so uh, th- this word healed here is the same one. As is as, as in verse seventeen, where he he cured them. He uh, so we see that when when the when there's a hindering spirit involved, a vexation of a spirit, you've got to handle that differently. So sometimes I feel like that, in, and, and and it's because I just didn't know. I'm learning. I'm I'm trying to grow. We've prayed for certain people, and things didn't happen, and it was because there was a spirit behind it. And I didn't know. I just didn't know. I just, I, you know, we're all learning. We're, we're growing, you know. And, there, and so we've got to come to that place where we can let Jesus take us to the next level. Now, I want to look in closing. Go with me to, uh, uh, I think it's Mark chapter 4. Uh, let's see here. No. Maybe it's. 
Wait just a second. I want us to look at where what Jesus said about operating in this miracle power. Um, uh, in Matthew uh, chapter nine. Matthew chapter nine. This is this is the the how the power works and how you and I are supposed to follow, uh, follow in the same footsteps of Jesus. Look at uh, Matthew nine and thirty two. Matthew nine and thirty two. And they went out and behold, they brought to him, they brought to Jesus, a dumb man possessed with a devil. Verse thirty three. And when the devil was cast out, the dumb spake. And the multitudes marveled, saying, It is never uh, seen, uh, never so seen in Israel. So I want you to think about this. This man could not talk. Well, if you and I, if we didn't have the leadership, if we wouldn't come into the next level in the Lord, then we might have just laid hands on his throat, anointed him with oil, and prayed for him to speak. We wouldn't got anywhere. We say, well, wait a minute, we're praying, we're two agrees, as touching any one thing, it shall be done. But we just anointed with oil, we just come in the prayer of agreement, uh, we obeyed the scripture, nothing's happened. And see, that hurts my faith. See, that's happened to me a lot of times in my life because I just didn't know. We've got to let the Holy Spirit give us discerning of spirits, let that gift be in our life so we'll know what to do. Jesus looked at the man. He knew there was nothing wrong with the vocal cords. There was a dumb spirit that had paralyzed his vocal box. This spirit was in there. And so Jesus, he knows immediately by the, by the Spirit of God, and you and I, we've got to trust the Spirit of God like never before. He knew what to do. Now notice what it says. Verse 34. But the Pharisees said, See, the devil's going to have a voice one way or the other. See, the devil had stopped this man from talking where other people could be amplified. Their voice could be amplified. But the Pharisees said, He casteth out devils through the prince of devils. Now you and I, we, we know that that when we get into this this deeper level of ministry and we start doing what God would have us to do, there's going to be religious people who are not going to understand it. They're not going to appreciate it, and they're going to talk against it. Like, there's a lot of people, they say, why do y'all want to waste time giving out food? You, 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 the, the people that you're giving food to, they, they rank them. Jesus, he went to who? He went to the outcast. He went to those who were easily forgotten. And thank God he come to me. Amen. I'm so glad he come by my, uh, the, the very doorstop of my heart. So you and I, we, we've got to see that there's going to be a voice there. But notice what happens. Jesus didn't let that phase him. Verse 35. And Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues, <coughs> excuse me, and preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing how many? Come on, that's, that's our God, healing every sickness and every disease among the people. So, if, if Jesus, Hebrews 13, 8, if Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever, and He is, then we've got to be in the place and the position that we see, wait a minute, God's calling me to a next level. He's calling me from a disciple, just a pupil, uh, uh, to, to, to walk in anointing, to walk in apostleship. To, uh, an apostle is someone that has signs and wonders in their life. Well, you're, you've got signs and wonders in your life. Come on, you've been delivered from hell, death, and the grave. You've been delivered from the bondage of sin. You've been delivered from the old man, and you're walking in the new man. Amen? You have victory in your life, victory untold. Uh, 
verse 36. This is where we want to be. And I ask for this anointing of compassion to come into our lives. But when he, when Jesus saw the multitude. Now, from the Greek, this word saw here, it's really deep. It means that Jesus looked at them and by the Spirit of God, he knew and he understood why they were at where they were at. See, all of a sudden, see, we may, you know, we see some people who come to the blessing box and obviously they're on drugs. You know, and if we're not careful, we look and we go, well, why would we want to give them food? Because that means they'll have more money to buy drugs with. Now, that might be the case for a period of time. But what I got to do is I got to look past the external of what the drug, the drug issue has done or is uh, revealing itself in their life. And I need to say, Lord, show me, help me to know and understand why they're at where they're at. Let me be moved with compassion. Let that anointing that come on you, let it come on me. And let me know what to do. Amen? Now notice what happens. And, uh, but when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion on them because they fainted. They, they laid down with exhaustion. And they were scattered abroad. It means, this word scattered is a violent word. It means that the devil, these vexation of these spirits, were picking these people up and just throwing them wherever they wanted to go. Now, let's think about that just for a second. See, we get aggravated at people because they go and do this or they go and do that or because they say this or say that. We need to get mad at the devil. Right. Now, yes, they, I understand that originally they, they yielded to the devil and they allowed him in their life by some reason or some, some force, some misunderstanding or confusion. I understand that. But now they're at his will. See, there was a time in my life when I sinned in certain ways and I liked it. But then there was a time when that sin, it turned into an iniquity. And I, I didn't like it anymore. And I begged God to help me get out of it. Come on. And He was merciful to me. He gave me grace. Because there was a time that I bowed down to that sin. It became my God. It controlled me. And, and so that's, that's, we've got to look at people in that same light that we were in. And we've got to be moved with compassion. We've got to say, Jesus, I'm going to move on up. I, I'm going to let you anoint me. I'm going to let you show me truth. I'm going to know and I'm going to understand by your spirit and I'm going to be able to help them. They were scattered abroad as sheep having no shepherd. Then saith he unto his disciples. Come on, Jesus is talking to his disciples and he, he wants them to, to, to move to that next level, but he has to talk to them where they're at. And, and if we'll let him talk to us where we're at, we're going to always move forward. The harvest truly is plenteous, but the laborers are few. Notice what he's, he's talking to them to where they're at. They're a disciple. They're a pupil of his. But he's wanting them to look and to see something they never saw before. See, there's some things in this community we've never saw before. And he wants us not to see them as a disciple. He wants to expand our vision. And he wants to see it as that next step, that next level uh, in the apostleship. Wherever he may be calling us. That the harvest truly is plenteous, but the labors are few. Now notice what he says, verse 38. Pray ye therefore the Lord of the harvest. In other words, talk to the Lord that he will send forth laborers into his harvest. Now all of a sudden, as you and I start praying for this harvest field, and, 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 and we pray for it in the sense that God would, would send people across the paths of those who are in need, those who are getting ripe, 
who are, are getting in the place, in other words, uh, to come to salvation, to come to victory, to come to deliverance, to come to healing, whatever it might be. When we start praying this prayer, all of a sudden, we realize we're not even praying for them. We're praying for ourselves. We're making ourselves available to be able to reach that harvest. And when we honestly pray this prayer in this pure level, in this sincere level, uh, in, in this unmixed uh, truth of the Holy Spirit working in our lives, all of a sudden then, we say, I don't see it like I saw it before. I, I, I See, when Jesus looked, he didn't see it, that woman caught in adultery. He, when he looked at Zacchaeus, he, he didn't see Zacchaeus as that publican, that tax collector. He said, Zacchaeus, you're a child of Abraham. When he looked at the, at, at, uh, the, the woman we talked about just a moment ago who pushed through the crowd and that woman with the issue of blood and touched Jesus, he said, thy daughter, your faith, he called her a daughter of faith. Your faith has made you whole. See, so all of a sudden, when we pray this prayer, we're lifted up out of limitations of, uh, of judging according to appearance. But we move into John seven twenty four, where we don't judge according to appearance, but we judge righteous judgment. We, we, we know when we see some things. And, and that's when we get into the place and the position where God can use us like He's never used us before. Amen? So you've got to believe that you have an anointing in your life. I've got to believe that I've got an anointing in my life. But that anointing can only be loosed according to our obedience to the call. And that call can only be revealed as we walk it out. Come on. I, I think back to when the Spirit of God laid in on, on uh, my daughter's heart to, to, to start a, to, to, break, to split the Bible uh, study class uh, at Price Grove uh, and uh, have one for the uh, have a young adult and then the, uh, from the from the adults and uh, I look at that and I thought how hard that was for me in the natural how hard it was for you to put up with all of that in the natural and and how as we walk that call out here we are tonight but see if we hadn't done that we wouldn't be here if you hadn't done what you've done in the Lord uh, at the very start where you accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you wouldn't be where you're at tonight. And guess what? The, 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 the freeway of the Lord, it's a sure one. It is, a, it is a, a, a way of truth, a way of light, a way of victory, and you're walking down it. Amen? It's yours. Jesus is leading you in that. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, we praise you. We thank you for your word, the power of your word. We thank you for the victory in your word. We ask you right now, Lord, uh, just for us to come from where we're at to that next step in you in obedience. And we specifically asked in faith for an anointing of compassion. We pray for the laborers of the harvest field to be anointed with this compassion. We want them to be able to see what they never saw before. We want them to be able to look into the, the, the spirit realm and see truth and have an understanding of what you're wanting to do, Lord. Let it be. Touch us tonight. Help us to yield to you. Help us to trust you like never before. And let your perfect will be done. We ask these things in the name of Jesus. Let's find a place and just spend a few minutes alone with the Lord and just see if he would bring any revelation, any unction to our lives. 
let's just pray these verses of Scripture out as the Spirit of God would give us unction and let Him work in us just for a moment of time.